Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games in the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome indeed on this very sunny, well, sunny on day of recording. You know, quite quite a sunny day. Is it sunny where you are? Yeah, we're having a sunny spell. Very nice, very nice. It's about 26 degrees here. Well, um, it's hotter than here, but I am in the north of England. And... Yes. But to be fair, though, I've been in the northeast this weekend and it was quite, uh, quite warm up that way. Yeah, it's well. all right. It's, it's 23 at the moment. Uh, it's probably going to go up a bit more before the end of the day some might say too hot i would say too hot but that's because i don't like summer so, uh, no no that's all right. I, I don't dislike summer i just prefer cold weather because i'm weird I, I prefer being hot to cold but i've got my window shut at the moment because uh, so, yeah, i don't want the uh noise to come in don't want the so, birds to have a feature on today's episode yeah so it's a bit of a sauna in here so speaking of this week's episode, we might as well just jump right into it. So this week we are discussing StarCraft II Wings of Liberty. So this game was originally released in July of 2010. Uh, it was a game by Blizzard Entertainment. Now it comes in at number 97 on the list with an aggregate score of 93. Um, I think we made a comment last week that we did SSX um last episode and that was right next to uh, this game on the list wasn't it so we've uh, yeah. we've done two games back to back in terms of where they uh, where they come in so very briefly then do you have any history with this game or any background with it at all none whatsoever um and in terms of the strategy genre um, very limited experience with it so i'm not going to be the um <laughs> the lead on this episode put it that way that's fair enough i mean I, i'm the same i don't really have any history with this game i know that with it coming from blizzard blizzard have quite a lot of ips that are very um highly regarded very much loved you've got obviously games like starcraft more recently you've had games like um overwatch which is quite fun but blizzard's always been very good at creating worlds and creating particularly World online worlds for people to kind of get lost in but it's never really been my scene too much and i know it probably isn't really yours either is it no it's, it's um i mean if you go on battlenet which is blizzard's store you can see their selection of games but there, i mean there are some big hitters in there like world of warcraft yeah. and stuff like that um huge huge fan bases um yeah massive. these are games that are pushed for years and years. Um, these are not your uh, yearly Call of Duty instalment. <laughs> I mean, StarCraft, did we say 2010, was it? 2010, this came out. Yeah, and um, there's still no StarCraft 3. There's no. been expansions to StarCraft 2, but yeah, no StarCraft 3 yet. And as well as that, it's probably um, poignant to point out that this game became free-to-play in 2017. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have to pay for this game, so which is always cool. nice. Um, but it, I think it kind of shows just how strong the staying power is with um, with these games and particularly with this franchise, but anything from Blizzard, really. 
I mean, you can say what you want about Blizzard as a company and their, you know, loot boxes, etc., etc., and their ways to yeah. kind of get money. It's from worth noting. It's worth consumers. noting that they've they've merged with Activision, so yeah, um, they're one of the really really big hitters in gaming. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like I said, I mentioned Overwatch just then, and Overwatch is absolutely massive. And my, I've got Overwatch. I played it a bit. And I've never made a secret of the fact that I'm I'm rubbish at um, online shooters, but it is quite a fun game just because you can find your own way of playing. But I digress. So, I mean, I'm I'm the same as you. My, I think I've got a bit more experience with RTS games than you have for the uninitiated. You used to play a few of the old PS1 ones, didn't you? Like, yeah, come on. I, I remember Conquer. you made me play Theme Hospital. Yeah, Theme Hospital. <laughs> I mean, for for the uninitiated, an RTS game stands for real-time strategy. Um, and it's usually where, I mean, if, if you think of classic RTS games, you've got games like Age of Empires, um, particularly Command & Conquer. And one that I played hours and hours and hours and hours of when I was younger was um, Star Wars Galactic Battleground Saga. And with RTS games, it's primarily about building up your... Uh, your units, your world, your community, building up pr- like shelters for your uh, citizens to live in, upgrading your technology, resourcing from around the world, you know, around you, and building up an army and taking over the map is the the basic kind of rundown of a an RTS game. Would you agree? Yeah, um, my strategy game expertise begins and ends at Mario versus Rabbits. Rabbids. <laughs> Which is actually a really fun strategy game. I've heard that, I've heard good things about that. Not my kind of thing, I don't think, but it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I've I've heard positive things about it. But yeah, like my my main background with these games, like I said, is Star Wars Galactic Battleground Saga and I played that a hell, a hell of a lot when it came out. And that was uh, released between episodes two and three, so early 2000s. But with StarCraft Two, this is a sequel to the original StarCraft, I think, called Bloodlines, something along those lines. Uh, I've not played it, but that came out in the late 90s. I think it came out in 97 or 98. And you're given a brief summary of the story from that game in uh, for this game when it's downloading onto your system. Now, this is a game very much similar to Destiny, where I think there's a lot of lore to it, and there's a lot of species and a lot of yeah. stuff you can research on. And I did watch the, um, the 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 plot video for the first game, and yeah, it it kind of was a bit overwhelming. Yeah, like it it kind of lost me. Um, and I mean, I've I've got no problem getting invested in world. Sometimes I struggle with it if I'm not that engaged or if I'm too busy worrying about work or you know other things going on. And I've tried my best with this game, but it is very hard to follow if you're not deep within the lore. And I mean, for this game, it's primarily about three races, races, races. Um, <laughs> one being the Protoss, one being the Terran, and one being the Zerg. And Starcraft 2, the main story, focuses on the Terran and the main character leading a group of um, Terran soldiers, a guy called Jim Rayner, who is the epitome of every 80s action movie um, yeah. star, really complete with one-liners, etc. 
But I mean, I don't think either of us completed the story for this game, did we? No. No, it's... I think there are about 29 missions and every campaign you'll go through and it'll be, you know, somewhat similar. But there are, I think there are three alternate levels at the end of the game, which will change depending on the route that you've taken throughout, which it wasn't unheard of in 2010, but it was, wasn't as common as it is now. But this game primarily was praised, one, for its campaign, which we said the main story in this game focuses on the Terran, which is the humans, and then two DLC games came out after that, focusing on the other two races. Um, but I mean, from from what you've played of it, can you give a brief sum up of the story or an overview um, of it? Well, I think I know this is this is what I know. <laughs> it's very limited. Um, so there's I can't remember what the 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 character basically Jim Rayner's ex girlfriend is it yes now she she um, she she's quite heavily involved in the first game I think yeah oh, what's her name she because there's a lot of like cosplay and stuff around that character yeah um, very popular character I can't remember her name <laughs> it'll it'll come back to me. I think it begins to see or something. Um, but yeah, so anyway, she, she, at the end of the first game, she's transformed into. Is it character? Yeah, that's it. Um, and in the second game, you're basically looking for her and she's also attacking things. I mean, it might, my. my I didn't. I made it probably between a quarter of the way and halfway through the game. But yeah, um, I should have really looked up the plot, but I didn't this time. My bad. And that's fair enough. I mean, like we said, this game follows um, Jim Rayner's group, um, and basically what they're looking to do is, I think that the world in which they inhabit is called Dominion, and it's been taken over by an emperor. I think called uh, Mengsk. I think it was along those lines and it's him and his group's mission to liberate the Dominion and bring some order back to the galaxy and you do that through going through different campaign missions um, and like I say depending on how you play will really determine how well you get on with this game because it is a strategy game now the other big element of this game was online play and yeah that isn't something that i really touched just because i knew that with the community of this game i'd get my ass handed to me very fast um because unfortunately my strategy experience over the past uh you know 20 years has really gone out the window i've not played one of these games for a very long time did you uh, happen to try the uh, the online element at all no but it's it's one of those games where the single player was kind of designed to teach you the basics. Yeah, it's very play. beginner friendly, isn't it? Yeah, and and I, I heard something that said that each level was designed to teach you another thing, um, yes. so that you could develop your arsenal of skills and strategies, and you could take it to online play. And as I said, this has got a huge following, and people use really really detailed high level strategies um in in 
it's, there's there's a competitive um, there's like an esports scene as well for this. Yeah. And there are, as with other popular esports games, there are people just using ridiculous strategies, and it's probably very entertaining to watch this stuff. Yeah, it's it, it is crazy, and it's one of those games. So I've mentioned it a few times. Like when I watch speedruns of other games that we've covered, that because I, I watched a few clips of like esports stuff with StarCraft Two. And like the level of play at that, it's it's insane. Like the amount of hours that these people must have put into this, like hundred, probably thousands of hours, just to get to the level that they are. And obviously, that's the yeah. reason why they're competing at such a such a high level. But it is it's insanity, isn't it? It's one of those games. We we've said it a few times on 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 the podcast. It's one of those games that to really master, you've got to sink time in, and it it, it to beginners, it can be chaotic. Yeah. So. There's a lot going on on screen at, at once, and if you Big don't time. have a good plan in place or a good strategy, then your team's going to get wiped out on basically anything from normal dif- normal difficulty up. Yeah, what one thing that I do want to draw attention to is because, like I said, I've played RTS games in the past a bit more than you have. But yeah. The thing that stands out with this game, I think, is the production values. The, yeah, the voice I agree. acting in it is really good. The the clips are really good, and obviously it's it's a PC game, so it's going to be a step above, um, you know, console stuff at the time. But the music, the clips, the voice acting, the UI were all very polished, and that's something that I think Blizzard does very well, is that their production values are usually like fantastic. To, to what I've seen in the past, anyway. Yeah, I was I was really surprised. I mean, I. I, I I wasn't sure what to expect with this, no. and I kind of went in completely cold. I've seen maybe snapshots of it. I know mm. that there are some other popular real-time strategy games as well that, that people like, um, but this is obviously one of the bigger ones. So I really did not know what to expect, and I was, I was quite impressed to see these levels bookended with some quite nice cutscenes. And, I mean, this, this game looked good when it was released in 2010, and obviously... Um, the more powerful your your PC is, it's gonna it's gonna really make it shine even today. And there's some nice animation work. There's some witty dialogue, and yeah, it's it's um it is it it, it took me by surprise really. Yeah, it, it it was a nice surprise. I agree. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from it. I knew that it was a popular game, but I also knew that it was quite old. And also with the the addition of it being free to play now i was a little bit apprehensive but yeah it it, it pleasantly surpri- surprised me um i mean speaking of production we move on to to gameplay as king now the two questions that i always ask in this section the first being what was your favorite thing to do but with this game it it isn't really something you say oh what was your favorite move or what was your favorite thing no. to, to 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 play with so I suppose that the main question with this is, do you think this game's fun? Yeah, I do. I think it is fun. Um, for me, there was a big caveat in that it took me <laughs> probably far too long to get this actually working on my laptop. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not. We're a big not PC, PC gamers, player. are we? Yeah, and this is the first game that I've played on PC, but I'm very much a console gamer, uh, just for the convenience of consoles. But I mean, I'd, I've always intended to get a really powerful um at least a gaming laptop at some point and i still intend to do that because there's certain games that you can't really play elsewhere um yeah and 
it took me a long time to get this set up. Um, just, I can't, I can't even, some of the things that I ran into were just silly things. Um, but there was, you had to sign up to a Battle.net account. I didn't have that uh, and go through all those motions. And then um, obviously the, same, the game takes time to install and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it it was just a bit frustrating, especially when most of the games that we've played recently have been put the game in, play the game. Fast pace, um, yeah. I could have done with that. So yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, I've played um, a fair few games on PC before, but it wasn't a nice reintroduction to playing on PC for me. I thought, oh, this is why I don't play on PC. But um, as I say, I do fully intend to get into proper PC gaming. And some of the games later on this list are going to require us to not only get into PC gaming more, um, but to uh, get into VR, which I've I've only dabbled with once. Oh, um, really? So that'll be... But yeah, well, there's Half-Life Alex, yeah, right, Alex, there? yeah. I've, I've got a fair require... bit of experience with VR, um, just because one of my friends has got a... Um, I think he's got an Oculus. Yeah, that's, um, that's Oculus, I think. And one of the games I've played on his system a lot is Blade and Sorcery. And that game's incredibly fun. I think you'd have quite a good time with that because it's just sandbox uh, sword fighting is great. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really quite intrigued by Half-Life Alex. I mean, I like the Half-Life series anyway, so I'm kind of um, looking forward to that one when we get around to it, which will be right near the end, I, I imagine. Yeah, God knows how we're going to do that, but yeah. we shall see. So, so after the installation, it works, and I was surprised. I did. I was finding it fun. Um, I, I've been away the last week, so I've not had as much time to play this as I would have liked, and I would have preferred. I, I don't know why Blizzard games don't seem to come out on very many in very very many platforms um i know that the original starcraft starcraft came out on the n64 which surprised me uh, I, I would be intrigued to see what that's like but yeah literally the only place to play this is pc and mac and obviously it's a very specific way to play a game um i said to you i think this game would be fantastic on the switch with touch touch screen controls or, or even on a tablet or on a phone even yes yeah, just just uh, I just I feel like there's a lot of ways that this game could be enjoyed, and I feel like they're limiting themselves a bit. But maybe it's to do with the money that they make on the shop and not having the freedom so. of having that shop available on different platforms might feed into it. But yeah, I, I wished I was playing it elsewhere, but it was fun. It was fun what I played, and it's entertaining and. Yeah, I feel like the way that it kind of um, slowly, I suppose, feeds you into this world, um, especially to a fairly new strategy game player like myself, I enjoyed it and it surprised me. And um, I would carry on playing it if it was available elsewhere, but I can't bear to use my slowing down, decaying laptop to play it at the moment. Yeah, that, that's the problem. I think you and me are very limited by the technology that we have. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. The, the game is fun. It's one of those things that I think if I really got into it and, you know, took some time to play the first game probably and then follow the law, it's something that I could probably get into if I had more time. But it's one of those games that I just need to sink hours into it. And I think I probably struggled a little bit less than you with the install and getting everything sorted but at the same time that's my main issue with pc gaming is there are just so many 
variables that you have to worry about. Not all the time. If you've got the right configuration, it can be quite seamless. But I like the fact that with a console, you just put a disc in or download a game from the store and then bang, it's away because that's just what it's designed to do. I think I think for some, uh, some PC gamers have refined that process so yeah. it is very easy streamlined it and as we don't play enough on on pc i think yeah it went against us but yeah i've played um games on pc in the past which are old games and because they don't play nicely with newer systems you have to download mods and you have to start messing with the code and i've and <laughs> i've done it before but it's been painful and i've had to follow um guides and things like that to get it working i remember a Clive Barker's Undying, which is only available on PC, which is a great game, <laughs> but it took me hours to set up, literally hours. Yeah, and at that point it just becomes more of a slog than anything, doesn't it? Yeah. But this isn't a podcast for us to slag off PC gaming. <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, I don't intend to. I, I think I think You'll if, get one if we were more familiar with it, yeah. if we weren't such rookies at it, then it would have been much easier, but I think it says more about us than PC Oh yeah, games. definitely. So, I want to move to the question of the week. Now, we mentioned at the start of this podcast that you and me aren't massively um, experienced with RTS games. I am a bit more than you, but we're both, you know, we're not really in that scene. With games coming out at the moment, where do you think that RTS games fit in 2021? Because you look at all these big AAA games or these indie games that come out these days and I can't remember the last time a good RTS game came out that was a, a big splash like was of note I mean Crusader Kings 3 came out a few months ago but I wouldn't really deem that as an RTS game but that is a game that I really 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 want to play but it isn't classic RTS game so where do you think or do you think there's a future for RTS games in the, the current climate I think there is. I think there's um, there's an audience that these games are always going to appeal to. Mm. I mean, you, you think about things like the Total War games and uh, stuff like that, and the Civilization games, and yeah, um, which we'll come on to, and Zoo Tycoon and stuff like that. It all they've all got an audience, and I think they they probably sell better than we would think. Um, so I think there is a place for them, definitely. And I don't see other genres replacing them. I think if you're a strategy game fan, you're always going to get your kicks from a strategy game. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite open to strategy games, but I, I like having that framing of a story or something like that, which was why I was quite impressed with this. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes some of the Japanese RPGs um, the way they do battle systems crosses over into strategy um, like the uh, Disgaea series where it's all about placement and stuff like that even things like um, Fire Emblem um, where it's all about positioning and they're, they call them um, they've, got, they've got a slightly different strategy RPGs they call them SRPGs that's what they call them Yeah, um, and there are RPG elements to Starcraft I thought yeah, definitely. There's there's uh, leveling up your units and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it it does appeal to me, and I do think there. I think RPG games, for example, have skyrocketed in terms of. I mean, they've always been very popular, but I feel like 
more of the casual audience is playing RPGs now. Maybe that's just me and just the things that I look at, but it seems to me that that audience is bigger than ever. Um, yeah. But I, I do think there's an audience for it. I, I mean, for example, when some, th- I mean, I know that fans are clamoring for Starcraft 3, and when that hits, I imagine it will be huge for the for that audience. And Ubisoft also has a strategy series. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, but it, I know that Mario and Rabbids runs on the same engine that that does. So I think there is the audience there. Uh, as for how uh, how it fits or do they need to modernise it? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm that much in touch with the community to know that. I just think those fans that like that stuff are looking for new games and I think um, you, you get more and more indie games that kind of tap into that as well. So Sure. Yeah, I, d- I don't know if that answered the question, but no, I, I do think it's still it's popular. It's a difficult question to answer. Um, and I agree with you. I think there's an audience there for it. It might be a more niche audience than it was 10, 12 years ago, but you make a good point that people really do want StarCraft 3 and when that does come, that'll be big. Um, blow the water really blow the blow the doors off as they say yeah so th- th- there is an audience there for them maybe not as big as it once was but I think these games are still loved and there's definitely a place for them so I mean th- this really is a bit of a shorter episode because you and me didn't complete this game because it was probably a bit too big for us to complete and because we're not good with PC gaming we we did we struggled a little bit this is i wish really... I, I wish i had i wish i had completed it um if i had more time i would have done um, yeah but yeah i think my time management wasn't wasn't fantastic <laughs> which which happens sometimes doing this because we 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 try and look at a game and we say okay we're going to need this long to complete One it week or two weeks or more yeah and at the same time we're also trying to balance playing a bigger game uh for the list like at the moment um we we're doing Baldur's Gate 2 and I've started that and that is another very <laughs> intimidating game yeah persona um, 5 levels isn't it yeah and uh, well you, even even worse in many ways because it's um there's no difficulty curve to speak of it just throws you in there and you're expected to know what you're doing <laughs> so yeah didn't have the easiest start with that one no um and i but, still i wouldn't say that i've probably got into it yet but yeah so we're always trying to to balance uh and, and, I, and I wish we'd given it an extra week but um sometimes it doesn't work like that time but as on. i said if this is ever released elsewhere i will pick it up and play through it mm, yeah i i think we both very much enjoyed this game and we we both agree that it, it was good fun it's just that I don't know, like, like you say, with with this list, sometimes it can be quite difficult to play through everything properly. We've talked a bit about the story and how impressed we were that there was there was this story with these cutscenes and presentation values. Yeah. What what did you think of the tone of what you saw? It it was weird because it's a lot of the levels are very dark and very bleak, um, but it's kind of matched with like we said, it's got a bit of an eighties kind of action vibe about it. And you've got Jim Rayner doing one-liners, you know, left, yeah. right, and centre. But then at the Often same repeating time, the same one-liners. <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, you're 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 losing your units who you're building up, and 
like you always try particularly at the start of the game when you're working with like fewer people to minimize every casualty in your team well i i, I certainly was anyway yeah and obviously the, the units are units they're, they're grunts but it makes the game a lot easier if you if you take your time with this so there, there was a level of kind of bleakness and of you know, serious as trying to not lose any people. The same kind of thing that you do with the, the very early Rainbow Six games. But Yeah, I like those. But there was also... It, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It is tongue-in-cheek sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think... When I first saw the artwork... It's a bit Blade Runner-esque, I find. I thought the artwork was a bit um, typical. I mean, what what was the phrase that I used about Halo? <laughs> And, and and it's not that we didn't enjoy Halo because we did, but sometimes I feel like it's uh, a bit generic space yeah. military. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I and I get that kind of feeling a bit from this. I feel like the artwork sometimes a bit generic, um, but then I I got to remember that this was probably one of the forebears of it, one of the earliest games to do it, going back to the, the late nineties, and games like Mass Effect probably owe this game a little bit, but then. All sci-fi stuff probably owes things like Star Wars and yeah, hundred percent, and that a bit of a debt as well. So yeah, and then then you get into the cutscenes and that, and I, and I thought it, it, I understand more. It's it's kind of like a um, cowboy western, yes, if you get what I'm saying. Which is which is what Star Wars is a bit. Um, so it's it, like kind of all feels a bit like it's taking place in the cantina in Star Wars. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 a, it's um it's fun and enjoyable, and I really like the interludes. So you you have the cutscenes in between, but then you have these screens where you can just interact with things. So there might be a TV screen in the background or a leaflet you can interact with in the background. Um, and I and I, and I appreciated that. I just feel like it was um a bit of a different way to interact with the world to get some some backstory. Yeah, and it's not you something can talk I've to seen NPCs done a, and stuff. Can't you get more? Yeah, it's not something I've seen done a thousand times. So I, I quite appreciated that. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see where the story went. Um, if it, if it did have uh, become more serious as you went along, mm. um, because yeah, there was a lot of tongue in cheek stuff in the in the uh, cutscenes, and the, but then then it, then it was kind of um, balanced with serious stuff about his ex-girlfriend and that yeah. so yeah um i'm intrigued where it, to see where it went but yeah, yeah. I, just, I just wondered what you thought of it no it's uh, i think this game has a lot of legs and it's a game that if i can bear to carry on playing on a small laptop i don't need to play on a small laptop screen but you know what i mean it isn't yeah the um the most convenient way for us to game um but it is something that i might go back to in the future yeah same but i'm definitely not against it no, not at all. It, it's been this. This hasn't been like a negative discussion about. It. I think we both liked it. It's just, um, just it's been a small both... surprise for me. Yeah, in that I, I really didn't know what to expect. So mm. it was a small, pleasant surprise. And I also want to give some, uh, some acknowledgement to the really pretty great soundtrack that yeah. it's got. It's got a really nice soundtrack. So yeah. There's that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Like like we said, the production in this game is strong. Um, but I mean, so in terms of the final thoughts, then, do you think this game deserves to be in the list from what you played, or or would you not be comfortable answering that from kind of the amount that we did? My gut says not quite, but then I haven't f- completed it, so 
and I've been pretty good about completing almost everything that we've done so far. Mm. But yeah, but my gut says I think it's a good game. I don't know if it's a great game. But then I think the greatness of this game probably lies with the multiplayer and the really high level the play. Community. And I mean, I, I, I searched this game earlier, had a look on YouTube to see, uh, and it surprised me. There is, there's, there's a lot of people that really love this game. So there's, there's, there's something there that obviously I've not tapped into. Um, uh, I'm going to say for me right now, no, but, but I suppose that could change if I ever uh, did complete it. Yeah, it makes me sound like such a. I don't. I don't even like the way I'm sounding in terms fence of... sitter. Yeah, no, it's but fair yeah, so... I, I I understand. I I feel the same way really. Um, I don't think we managed to experience enough of it. And like we said, that sometimes it is like that when trying to do a podcast like this because it's it's a case of trying to get as much as we can whilst also playing numerous other games at the same time. I enjoyed it, and maybe I'd change my answer after completing it. But at the moment with it sitting three spaces from the very bottom, I think... It could easily fall off, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun and I did enjoy it. But um, yeah, just not the ideal um, play style for us, I suppose, in terms of laptop PC gaming. But Yeah, it, it kind it of it fell at a, an awkward point for us, I think, both. And mm. yeah, and maybe... Uh, maybe given some time maybe depending on how long we obviously do this podcast maybe we'll revisit it at some point yeah quite possibly um, but there are there are other strategy games on this list as, as you said there are the civilization games and i'd be there's, there's a couple of them on there and and we mentioned before about um towards the end or at the end um reorganizing the list so each of us would reorganize it and say what, what we think belongs where and I'd be interested to see where this came out then because it's definitely not the game that I've enjoyed least, put it that way. Yeah. As games that I've enjoyed far less than this. But yeah, maybe we'll come back to this one. But that sums up StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty. So the next game we're doing, is it number 45 or number 44? I think it's 44. Yeah, I think it's 44. So we're... We're almost 44 games in now, and next time we're doing arguably one of your favourite games of all time, aren't we? It's, it's, it's vying for the top spot. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of other games that I'd say were also vying for the top spot, but it's kind, it's kind of the one that I end up landing on most when I say my favourite game, but I think there's, there's a couple of other games that um, are also fighting for that top spot. But yeah, so, um, what are we playing next time, Dan? So in two weeks' time, uh, from the release of this episode, you can expect to hear us discussing The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Look forward to seeing our good friend, the Happy Mask Salesman. But Yeah, I'm looking forward to replaying this. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I don't never feel like got... I've got a tremendous amount of time at the moment, but I'm going to make time to, uh, well, obviously make time to complete this again. Yeah, I've never got further than um, getting up and to you, trying you remember to get to the first our, my dungeon. challenge for you. Yeah, complete all the Zelda games. Um, yes. So yeah, I've never got further than getting to the first dungeon. I just couldn't work out how to get into the dungeon because I'm not. I get that. Games. I think it's one of the um, more challenging, complex Zeldas in terms of uh, 
the setup. Mm. And some people hate the setup. Some people can't get past it. I, I so, quite like the themes of Majora's Mask and you know all of the the theories. I love. I mean, what I love is, is this darkness. I love the three day setup, but some people hate it. Would rather the game not have it. Mm. But I think it's a bit of genius in there. But we'll, we'll discuss it all yeah, next time. All to be, all to be discussed. So divisive yeah. Zelda game, yes. So quite. tune in next time to see if Lawrence completes the game. Yeah, look forward to Marjorie's mask. Um, so as usual, you can get us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. Um, please feel free to leave us a comment, tweet us, chuck us an email, let us know what you think of how we're doing, if you've played any of the games that we've done, or if you're playing along with us. I think that would be, um, you know, we like hearing from people. But yeah, that sums up where we're at for now. So anything else from you? No, that's it. Very good. Well, we will see you next time then for Majora's Mask. And in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.